remember when my kids were young and the ketchup folks, I think it was Heinz, put out multicolored ketchup. There was purple ketchup and green ketchup. It clearly wasn't that successful because it wasn't around that long, but my kids were small and we bought some and gave it a try. And in the short run, at least, my kids really loved it. My mother-in-law had come for a visit during that time and found the green ketchup disgusting to look at and said clearly it was different and she refused to eat it. Being a researcher, I proposed to my mother-in-law that we might blindfold her and let her taste test red ketchup and green ketchup and see if she could taste the difference. When blindfolded and tasting multiple samples, she was unable to discern one from the other. But it really highlights the degree to which we set perceptions of food with our eyes. And there are other things that affect our perceptions. The cost, claims that we see on the label, how it's produced, what it contains, what it does not contain. All of those things can shape our experience, can shape our perceptions, and in fact, are as important as taste and nutrition in our experience of food. So in today's episode of Food Focus, I sort of hijacked an activity that some of our team was doing just for fun, where they were going to do some blind taste tests of different food products to see if they could tell the difference. They looked at different price points, they looked at different claims and production practices, and really just wanted to see the degree to which they could tell the difference experiencing it with no information and no knowledge of price and other parameters. So I hijacked it. Today's episode is really just a little bit of fun, but does sort of in a non-scientific, more illustrative way, show how there's more to the food we eat than the flavors we experience and the products we see. So I hope you enjoy it. I enjoyed participating with them, and I think it's an interesting and a little bit different episode from what we normally have. So, without further ado, let's take you to our taste test, in quotes, experiment with Molly, David, Mark, and Andrew, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Well, today we're doing something completely different, to paraphrase Monty Python, and uh, I've crashed an endeavor that some of the Food Focus team were going to do without me and brought the recorder. So hopefully uh, we continue to have some fun. The idea they had was really to try some products that have different attributes and different price points and different characteristics that, that we see advertised and to see if we can tell the difference, either blindly or after we do. We understand this isn't a scientific sample. We understand we're just having a little bit of fun and we're doing it to have a conversation around some of these issues. I have uh, Andrew, Dave, Molly and Mark with me today and we're just going to go through and, and try a few things. So Molly is our is our leader here and so she's going to tell us what we're trying and then we'll we'll just see how we do. Yeah, so first up we have some tortilla chips. So we've got two different tortilla chips here, A and B. I'm not going to tell you how they're different. I think maybe first we can just give them a try and see what we think. What are your first impressions? Do you like it? Do you not like it? And then I'll reveal what the product is specifically. I have to say just visually, I like A better. I like a, yeah. the, the, the B looks pale. 
and is, is, it looks a little bland. So <laughs> yeah, just, just tasty. it's amazing how much you eat with your eyes. Oh, yeah. totally. But just, I'm anticipating a to be better. It's a heartier chip for sure than most of. It's crunchy. Yeah. It's got some yeah. like texture to it. to it. The first one's a bit crunchier. Yeah, yeah. than the second? Yeah, the second one's a, a salt parade. Oh yeah, it's like way thinner too, it seems mm-hmm. almost. It's a bit different texture. It has a bit more flavor in it, but it may be just mm. the salt. Not a whole lot of difference, frankly. I, I feel no. like I can tell it tastes differently, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. For me, it's more the crunch. There's like this less is, of a bite to the second. It feels like it's been fried in more oil. Yeah. Like exactly. it feels the more... The first one almost feels baked, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in terms of, I mean, different tortilla chips that you have on the market, you can find organic... You can find, there's a big range in prices, a lot of different products, a lot of different companies make tortilla chips. When you are purchasing tortilla chips, what's something that you look for that makes you decide? Is it price? Is it preference? Habituation? Scoopability. Yeah. Scoopability. Yeah. How easily you can eat it with salsa. Yeah. It's amazing how often people buy food products for, for things that you might not think about but yeah. even simple things that that rule product in or out packaging other things the degree to which you can scoop salsa are things that that really many of us don't think about from a day-to-day basis but become important factors i felt like on the second chip i got way more salt oh yeah yeah like that as so I, I agree with Molly. Going I, think, back I, think to I think this is fried like i think this would be marketed as fried well i think it would market as fried but i think this is marketed as baked like so you, you're saying A is baked? A feels dark. like a more rustic chip. Like, that's mm. what they're going for. Yeah. Whereas B is just your typical Friday night with the fellas kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't state explicitly a preference between the two. I did find the B a little bit greasier. I would eat either one of them. I probably liked A a little better, but I anticipated liking A a little better. So that might just be confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. Right? Just, if I was... Looking at those two products on a plate, I would have picked A first anyway. Yeah. yeah. And so the the truth is I probably, but if it was only B, I'd have picked it and eaten it happily. Yeah. I feel like when I'm purchasing chips, I know that it's already going to be not the most healthy food. So I feel like I would lean more towards something that's a bit of a healthier option. So I my idea initially is that the B might have a higher saturated fat level more oil it does taste like it, it yeah. there's a greasier feel mm-hmm. on your yeah. fingers and even For in sure. your mouth there's it, it does feel fattier mm-hmm. so i would probably pick a and i and i think because of that i'm confirming my bias as well and i like a better yeah but, so do you want to guess the different products that they are i'm sticking with my a is rustic and b is like your president's choice no name brand classic tostito yeah so these are the two products. We've got an organic yellow corn restaurant style tortilla chip. Quite yellow. Yeah. And but as you can see, yeah, it's it's pictured, but you don't have the, the see-through window like you do have with right. option B, which is as Mark just said, a president's choice tortilla chip. So Don't we see. like the organic one better. Well, which one is the organic one? I think it's the obvious. Yellow, a, yeah. The yellow, the, yellow <laughs> one, the yellow corn one. Yeah. yeah. Now what do you think the price difference is? I would say organic is probably 25% more expensive because they're both PC so that you're not paying for a brand. Really, the only difference is is organic. So I would say on a per gram basis, the organics is 25% more expensive. 
would be my guess. I would go as high as 30%. I was going to say like 50 cents. $2.99. $3.99. Which is which is essentially your 33%. Yeah. 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 So, Mike, you nailed it. The organic is $4 for 240 grams. And the uh, option B, the PC regular chip, is $2 for 320 grams. So... It surprises me. Does it say anything about the preparation? We felt, you did, or were the were, were fat levels and stuff the same? Yeah, so you got 50 grams, 50 grams. The organic does have 20 calories less. And per serving, and per are the serving. servings the servings same Servings are the same, and 4 grams less. So you've got 12 grams for fifty of fat for 50 grams of chips, whereas organic, you have 8 grams of fat for 50 grams of chips. I have to say, I, I like the organic one better. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd buy the other ones. <laughs> I'd, I'd probably buy the other ones first. I would eat these if they were presented to me, but I would buy these at the store. Would you eat the, the plain ones like that? Just the cheaper ones plain, nothing on it? No. But I'd, yeah. I'd eat these plain. Exactly. The first ingredient, too, like this one is organic stone, round, yellow mm. corn, mm. and that's white corn. It's rust. Yeah. But it's amazing. I think the biggest part of the difference for me was the color. Like, yeah. I think yeah. I expected to like the yellow ones better to start with. And so you did. And so I did. And and the difference to me was small. Like, I stated a preference, but I could eat either one. What is the sodium level in the two, Dave? Uh, sodium in this bag, uh, 60 or 6% of your daily intake in 50 grams. Yeah, about 50 grams. So 6% on the first one, this one's 7%. Yeah, so, so they were similar. Yeah, yeah, I thought that I. And then the ingredient list is basically the exact same it's corn, oil, salt, calcium hydroxide. So to me, the difference was to my chagrin, I picked the organic one, but I think it was, I think that the fat level and the color were the, were the big things for me. Right. Which gets us to our next one where we're eating cheddar cheese. Is yes. that right? Yep. And to me, at least from a distance, while while Molly doles this out, the A sample looks a little bit paler. So now we have three cheddar cheeses. Yeah, three old cheddar cheeses is all I'll tell you okay. about this sample. Say no more, say no more. And we should specify this is shredded cheese. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about A. I do oh, not right. like the egg. No. It tastes plasticky. It is. Oh, pla- it's like dry and plasticky. It's like... It's like... It takes me straight back to childhood. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like someone took a puff of what they think cheese should taste like and... Ooh, it's disgusting. Air- <laughs> yeah, I don't Gave it a perfume or something. I do not cheese. want to eat any more of that. I can definitely taste the difference between A and B and C. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I can taste the difference between B and C. B and C is closer, yeah. Yeah, B and C is where it gets interesting, though. C is a little lighter in color, but I wouldn't express a preference between the two. They're both nice, moist. Can I start throwing out wild guesses? Yeah, go for it. A is a tapioca-based vegan cheese. B mm-hmm. is a black diamond cheese. And C is a slightly higher quality or higher priced cheese. Any, any I hadn't greenses? considered 
the I fact that, that it could be a... I don't think I've ever had vegan cheese. Yeah. I've never had vegan cheese. <laughs> and if that's my experience, I probably <laughs> won't, I, I won't, I won't eat it again. <laughs> if that ends up being it was, true. It was, yeah, it was a bit like eating plastic or straw. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It was, it was chewy. It was dry. It was, strange, you didn't get a, taste. you didn't get, one of the things that I love about cheese is that mouth feel mm-hmm. that, that and, and you don't, yeah, the fattiness, like the smoothness, mm-hmm. the richness of it. And you don't get that with a. It's interesting. It hadn't even occurred to me that we might be sneaking some non-dairy cheese into the into the mix. Yeah, into the mix. But that might explain it. Can you see it be slightly sharper? More I mean, of like the flavor. Type I, yeah, I think I think C has some deeper. Notes. It's subtle, but I think C might be the, the best one. But it's interesting because you, Mark, are at least. You know, a seventy-five percent vegan. I would say, from <laughs> yeah. what I know of you. <laughs> and, uh, well, that's. I'm pretty uh, sure that was a tapioca wow. vegan cheese because that's the usually the grosser kind. Would you eat vegan cheese? Yeah. So that yeah. grain, we won't say names. Sure. If you put a bunch of salt on it and melt it. It's been it's much better about because then you have a, less of a texture yeah, issue. Yeah, and you enhance the flavor, yeah. Yeah. right? Because it yeah. was a, it was also. I mean, I will say you got a hint of old cheddar in in it. Yeah, but it was just it, it was, was horrible mouthfeel. Yeah, that, plastic grass. Yeah, that's right. But it doesn't work really either. No, <laughs> no, yeah. it but has none, an artificial look to it. None of us said though that's not cheddar cheese. So that's at least, true. yeah, none of us said yeah, yeah, yeah. It mimics it well enough. So. Mark actually got it exactly right. Ooh, wow. So A was a cheddar-style shred that is advertised as being dairy-free, soy-free, and gluten-free. And wow. they've got a little window into the packaging so you can see what it looks like, which I think is clever. Because yeah. to the eye, it looks... Like, it looks cheese-like. Yeah. Yes. And then, and it comes shredded. So I think it's it's really telling you that you need to melt this product yeah. onto something. It even has a little visual of nachos <laughs> on the front. So that's their suggestion. And then B was an old cheddar, kind of, yeah, exactly, generic uh, store brand. Yeah, no name. No name. And then C was just a step up with a, a bit more of a premium product, mm-hmm. old style cheddar. What was the price difference between the three? So for 200 grams, and given the vegan cheddar comes shredded, so it's a bit of a value-added product, I guess. Yeah. And the other two I bought in block form. But for 200 grams, you're... Looking at four twenty seven, whereas for the no name for two hundred grams it's three dollars, and for a little bit more at two hundred eighty grams you're looking at nine dollars for the third cheese. Well, wow, so the difference in price, how many grams was that one? Two hundred eighty. Two hundred eighty. So, so that was essentially twice as expensive yeah. that cheese than the no name. Two point one four times more expensive yeah. than the no name. Wow. And on a per gram basis. The vegan cheese, was, the dairy-free, gluten-free, soy-free cheese was... About 1.5 times more expensive than, than the no-name. No-name. Yeah. You know, I have, to be, I have to be honest that the premium cheese was nicer, but it wasn't two and a half... To, like, I was surprised no. at how good the no-name cheese yeah. was. Considering. Really, it, it was... I could eat that regularly and be completely happy with it. Yeah. Now, it would be interesting to try the cheddar style shreds it'd be interesting to see what it looks like unshredded because it it might be an extruded product even it might not ever come as a block and so it's no. you called it a value added i wonder if it really is a value yeah, added or if it's true. a if it's a product constraint it's an only yeah. option 
The only other way you can get them is in slices. Like a processed But I've never seen a block. That's true. That's true. I would not go out of my way to eat that again. No. Mark, would you like the rest of it? I would avoid it. I would, I mean, it'd be interesting. It would be interesting to try it melted onto chips with. Some chopped up pepper and some salsa and some guacamole. But do a and some, sample and, of your and a couple of jalapenos. First. Where essentially, then all you're getting is the stickiness. Yeah. But I would have been man. disappointed if I bought it and say hey, it looks actually like cheese. It does not. Yeah. If you didn't read the, the label on that one, you got that to. <laughs> yeah. Party. It says cheddar like on the label. To be honest, too, it says cheddar, and then style <laughs> is a much smaller. Yeah. You'd be disappointed. You'd be profoundly disappointed if you got that. And looking at it from a nutritional perspective, I mean, you're obviously sacrificing a good amount of taste here. If you're looking for vegan options because you're motivated by health, this does have half the fat of a regular cheese, which is to be expected. So therefore less calories also has less vitamin A and calcium as compared to the normal cheddar. And calcium is one of the things that we sort of consume dairy products for. Mm -hmm. It still has 15% mm-hmm. per serving, whereas the normal cheese has 20%. So, it's, not, so it's, not huge, not it's not a huge difference. I think it's more the fat and calories that you're going to yeah. find that and, and And again, some of the science now point. says that milk fat is actually, some milk fat isn't bad for you. Like So so to, to me, I expect to get fat when I'm eating cheese. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of, the, one of the joys of cheese. At my age, I probably should be eating a bit less of it. But cheese, to me, is a treat. Mm-hmm. And... The cheddar style shreds were no treat. No, and actually, <laughs> I would. Yeah, I, like Andrew said, I would avoid it. Yeah, and Mark made a good point because if you are looking at vegan options, one of the concerns is obviously protein. So the vegan cheese doesn't have any protein at all, whereas an almost equivalent serving has about seven grams in the regular cheese. So, so what would you eat it for? Like, why would you eat it? I guess to there's no protein. Reminisce of yeah. cheese. Yeah. yeah. To get the boy, that would be a disappointment. Yeah, uh, the, you know, usually, soy usually we romanticize. Yeah. This, this would this would be. Yeah, it's like going to the high school reunion and seeing your your old high school girlfriend who's not aged well. <laughs> <laughs> That's what cheddar style shreds are. <laughs> All right. You know the interesting as a food waste researcher, I am going to struggle to finish the, yeah, just the plastic cheese. So this time we have two. White beverages, and after <laughs> and after our uh, cheese experience, I'm a little worried about whether we're having some sort of nut milk or uh, or other milk like product. You're gonna throw it back, and it's a white Russian, but yeah. <laughs> so here we go. That's regular milk. I would say like a a two percent. Not a fan of <laughs> Andrew yeah, recoils in horror. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Way, to, way to bias the whole crowd. Oh. oh, my God. That must be sour. That's goat's milk, oh. I think. I think that's sour. That smells bad. Yeah, that's a real test. I think that milk's gone off. Different. How did that happen? Bought it yesterday. Just opened it. But that is goat's milk, though, right? Did you sip some of it? Yeah. I haven't tried it yet. <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing it could be is it, it, it tastes that different if it's grass-fed or something. Whoa. Yeah. That's amazing. What a difference, eh? So we don't even know if we've got a... I, we might have a compromised whoa. sample We here. might have a compromised no, that sample. Is, that's totally goat milk because it tastes like feta. Mike called it. 
Mm-hmm. Do you have a grass-fed mm-hmm. organic the milk? The good stuff. And then we've got a just a, a generic two percent. They're both two percent. Whoa! So which one is B? <laughs> what, do, what do you guys? What do you just guys real think? quick, which one do we avoid? What do you guys think? Which one's B? Assume the grass-fed. I assume it's the grass-fed one. So neither of them should be at all bad, but it doesn't look bad. Like it looks like milk. Like it even smells yeah. different, eh? Yeah. I wonder if they like add something to make it taste awful so people just really learn to distinguish it. Yeah. Right. Is there a disclaimer that says if this tastes terrible, it's the way we <laughs> <laughs> People will say that grass fed will taste different. In fact, one of the things dairy producers need to be particularly careful of is, is what they feed because the taste is transferred quite significantly to the milk. So grass-fed is completely different, and you would expect it to taste different. It does. It sure does. <laughs> yeah. So if it wasn't obvious, B, the one we all had a really pretty pretty negative reaction to, is the grass-fed. Yeah. And A is the, the conventional. And it's, and it's really probably to a significant degree what you're used to mm. in that circumstance. I mean, I, I mostly eat milk on cereal, and so... A was really familiar to me. Like that was that's what I expected when I pick up something that is a white liquid. I knew it was sort of. I even I think I said I thought it was two percent. It was yeah, right it, away. It was the consistency of what I usually drink. Yeah. I could tell. B actually, if you smell it, it kind of smells like a barnyard. Like it smells I like you're on the farm. Exactly. Yeah. So you were gonna it, say it smells like manure is what yeah, you what yeah, you didn't want yeah, to say earlier. Exactly. In fairness, maybe we should get another bottle at some point and just yeah. check if this is off. But yeah. my preference is clearly for the non-grass-fed yeah. Yeah. milk. Overwhelming. Like this. Yeah. Overwhelmingly. I, w- I think if I had purchased that, I You would have taken it back and said it's bad. Oh, I would have for sure. Like that, or that tastes like spoiled milk. It doesn't smell like it, though, which is, no. or look like it, which is no. the weird yeah. part. So I'm so guessing how much are you paying for that? We, uh, would, <laughs> we would be paying double, a little over double the price then. Ooh. For a liter of grass-fed organic milk. Well, you'd have to really want the calcium and the well to go there. Like calcium's the same, I think. No, no, but but like to me, to me is like if you were an organic drinker, uh, or like yeah. you, right. you'd yeah. have to. If you were someone who was gonna go just organic, I'd probably give up milk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, you know, maybe you could put that in a coffee. Uh, <laughs> but it is clearly much stronger. Imagine a cheese made from that. <laughs> it, and it says year-round grass-fed, and it's from Guelph, Ontario. Yeah. So oh, it's local. It's yeah. Local. It's, <laughs> it'd be interesting. We we'll have to go revisit with another bottle, yeah. and make sure it's fine. But I I'm just thinking, I've never tried grass-fed, and I understood that it was going to be you really. And milk, you're going to taste it more than in other products yeah. because it's so tra- like you have to be very careful with fish meal and stuff in milk. That to me is, I was taken back. Yeah, I was shocked. Yeah, I, I was... won't finish mine. And, no, and, and, no that, if it's bad, it's bad. Then we'll have to leave it out. But I will say that, boy, I'm appreciative of what my dairy producers do on a regular basis. Right. I would have a hard time switching. Now maybe it's maybe it's what you're used to. If you started with that and that's what milk always was to you, maybe. But when you pick it up and look at it, you have an expectation and this is no way what you expect. 
Yeah, and I I gotta say because I knew which was which. Yeah. So I had really high hopes for the. Be- in fact, I was thinking about you know if I like this, I'm gonna start Switch. buying this. because yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't drink that much milk. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll I'll put it in my tea, in which case I want like a, a nicer kind of higher quality fatty milk. Yeah. If I miss it, really like it, then I'll pay more for it. But that's not the case. So all we have left are eggs and steak. This time we're getting two different fried eggs. An A and a B. Thank you, Chef Mark. Yes, our in-house chef. Right off the bat, I was expecting... I mean, I don't know which is which. I know that one is a premium product. And I was expecting to have some more visual cues as to which would be which. Well, as a kid who grew up in Western Canada, and I think I was telling you some of the... If you go to Western Canada, the egg yolks are paler than they are Mm -hmm. here. Because it's wheat versus corn. And I would say B is actually quite a pale yolk. And A has more color in the yolk. But that could be just my sample. Do you see that? I would kind of agree. We're, we're under some nice white fluorescent lighting as yeah. well. Which is, you think? I think, better I think A is a, a, richer. a richer color than B. I'd say I prefer A. Yeah. Although admittedly I like a runnier yolk. And A is a little bit runnier. So you credit, credit to Mark, I would say mine are quite similar. Me too. Yeah, mine are too. Yeah. I think A has more flavor. A has more of an eggy flavor to it. If I was pushed to choose, I would pick A. But I I wonder if it's a visual difference again versus a real taste difference. I'm, I'm more accustomed to the orange, the more full-colored yolk. I would say the difference is not huge, but if pushed to express a preference i would pick a i'd agree with that the egg yolk has more flavor to me in a for sure yeah Yeah, it's just got more richness to it so what are the two products so there's conventional eggs like for two dollars a dozen eggs yeah and then there's an organic omega-3 enriched egg both large size the uh regular large white eggs are a Mm. it's the organic yeah. <laughs> That's the second time. See, it's actually not... probably the third time we've preferred the conventional, right? Oh, man. <laughs> Molly is uh, heartbroken. And this one I was excited about because I've been convinced. I've been convinced that eggs are really a place where you can tell a difference between. Can I see the... Well, we did say you can't tell the difference. Well, but, oh, um, it's I brown egg, it. too. Yeah. Go conventional. <laughs> Status quo. Um, I did find when I when I cracked them, the brown ones were actually uh, a bit paler. Really? When they first broke. Yeah, because we thought they looked well. Like an interesting thing is like what you thought left in terms of yolk too. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was sure. I was sure. Nutrition identical. Identical. Actually, are the organic ones omega three or not? No, I don't think so. Oh. So price No difference. preservatives, medications, or antibiotics in the feed. Nest laid by free-roaming hens with seasonal access to the outdoors, weather permitting. Certified organic. So those ones are marketed as free-run? Free-range would have free. access to the outdoors seasonally. Free-run does not have access to the outdoors. Yeah, so there'd be free-range eggs. There. With no seasonal access to the outdoors, weather permitting. Yeah, I think if they're organic, they're automatically free range. Wow, I gotta say, this one is this one is big for me. I'm surprised. You know, brown eggs sell at a premium. 
visually I found the conventional egg more appealing. If I pushed Ken yeah. to shove, I would have preferred the A egg over the B egg. I thought the A egg was going to be now, premium. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with having a preference to organic. And I mean, in this case, the organic grass-fed milk I couldn't drink. But I could happily eat the brown organic free-range egg if I felt strongly about organic or if I felt strongly about about animal welfare, which the proof is in the pudding. I still eat conventional eggs at home. I do think that we should be moving away from battery cages. That's a personal thing. So in this circumstance, it would be an easy switch in terms of quality. In, in the milk one, it would have been a tougher switch. Mm-hmm. Although it would be interesting to taste organic milk that's not grass-fed. Grass-fed. I think to me it would be grass-fed element that was unfamiliar. But you're disappointed. I am. And the organic eggs are double the price of the conventional. Only double. So that's actually, because I've seen much bigger price differences mm. depending on the attributes that, yeah. that are in there. Because brown eggs are more expensive. The difference might have been smaller because you bought sixes. And mm. sixes are actually usually at a bigger premium per dozen. I've actually yeah. seen sixes cost more than twelves in some grocery stores. Oh, wow. And frequently the difference is like 30 cents between six and, and the dozen. So part of that will be feed. Three out of the four of us thought the organic egg was paler. Mm-hmm. And so they probably get a wider range of grains, whereas the conventional one has more corn, and that would make the yolk a bit yellower. And part of the difference we perceived, although you thought the yolk tasted better too for A, part of the difference we perceived might have been just color and familiarity. Not a huge difference. I liked A better. Yeah, not a huge difference, but yeah, my preference would have been for A. Yeah. So I guess in this case, yeah, not so much the taste question, although I had my bias that I thought the premium was going to taste better. I'm but sorry to disappoint you. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I guess it's the, the production practices that sorry, you Sorry, not better. sorry. Yeah. yeah, not sorry. So so if you if you feel strongly about the production practice, there's nothing wrong yeah. with buying yeah. it, but, yeah. but you're not getting any nutritional difference, and you're not getting any flavor difference, and if anything, yeah. you prefer the conventional. So yeah. The, yeah, conventional, the price per egg is 33 cents, and the organic, it's about 75 cents per egg. So it's over double. Yeah. Not a ton over, but... Yeah, I don't think I'd be able to pick one or the other if you served another one to me right now. I don't think I'd know which was which. Yeah. And like I said, I don't think there's anything wrong with choosing organic or, or choosing welfare standards, but... The argument that there is a taste difference, I think, is specious. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I would agree with that. I but I, and I would argue that all four of us thought push came to shove, we'd pick the convention. Yeah, yeah. I do wonder to what extent familiarity plays a role, though. Yeah, I think familiarity played a much bigger role with the milk. With the milk, yeah. right? Yeah. It was. It was just. It was so fundamentally different. Whereas in this case. It was at the margin, right? Yeah. There wouldn't have been a lot of, of strong feel. Yeah. But in every circumstance, except the chips at the start, we've picked the conventional product. Yeah. And also, almost in no circumstance, except the tortilla chips, did we pick the top quality one as a clear favorite, like in terms of when it was a quality or price difference. Yeah. Yeah, and like, 
most of the products, with some exceptions, are at least double the price for the premium. So, so it's interesting that, again, things like welfare attributes I could see paying for, but some of the other sort of air quotes marketing stuff clearly doesn't seem to, at least in the samples that we've picked, have a lot of legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if there was a preference, it was a slight preference. Generally, the preference was to the conventional product. Interesting to read in terms of what that means relative to familiar. Like, do we yeah. do we go back to these are the flavors we like, these are the flavors we know? Yeah, because I think for me, my motivators for what I choose when I grocery shop, the two biggest are probably health and then taste. So I would say, based on this, I'm going to probably pick up a fewer premium products now because I don't feel like the taste difference is enough to justify the cost. Unless there's like the chips, I think you're probably the only outlier. And I think there is a health trade off there for the, for the fat, for the fat. Yeah. And I think in that case we didn't have sort of, I mean, that was the one where we went reversed and I think Mm -hmm. there was a quality difference. Whereas with the eggs, there was not a quality difference. I would argue the difference was entirely personal preference in terms of production system. Whereas with the with the tortilla chips, it was fried versus baked. I'm not sure we tasted an organic difference rather than a how the chip was made difference. Yeah, the amount of oil and yeah, 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 it did feel oilier. Well, I'm going to save money on my grocery bill now. Yeah. It's interesting. Will you save money on your grocery bill when you feed yourself, but will you pick up the occasional premium product if you're entertaining? Probably less likely because yeah. I'm gonna have to buy more. Yeah. Because I think I think I can justify it a lot because if you're shopping for one, you throw in a couple of premium products, it's not gonna totally change your grocery bill. Yeah. Whereas if I'm shopping, you know, families, yeah, and you're having company over, then you could very quickly double your grocery bill if you're only yeah. shopping premium products. Yeah. Depends if you're putting the chips in the bowl and bring them out. Yeah, yeah. Put in the bag on the <laughs> that's table the same too. thing. Is yeah. the cheese coming out in the package, or yeah. is you know again sometimes you have some quality signaling? Yeah, and it would be interesting to do this again, where we know which product is which off the start. Right, and in that circumstance, you know, price is an important signal of quality. Would we have preferred the expensive if it wasn't blind? So we have two samples of steak in front of us because we are in the third floor conference room at the (laughs) university. Uh, They are not barbecued. They are pan fried. And and we have to sort of correct for cooking. But I will say visually, I liked A better in terms of just the color. And just the juiciness that's coming off of it. I suppose we're supposed to let them rest. but After the first bite, I like A better, I think. A little bit more tender, less tough. So I'd say, for me, not a big difference between A and B, actually, in terms of taste. There is like a noticeable difference in marbling and fat, for sure. Which one has more marbling? Well, for example, my B chunk is quite fatty, and my, yeah. a, my a chunk is less fatty, so there's that difference immediately. I do think A is more tender. Yeah, you have to be really careful because that could be a that could be a cooking difference. It can make a huge difference. Yeah, like I think it's more tender, but 
like strictly taste. I don't know if I'm picking up that much mm-hmm. in terms of difference. I like A a little better. I, I have to say I found more flavor in A, personally. I'm trying not to bias too much on my second bite of B was a little bit juicier than my first bite of B, but that could be a cooking difference, no no critique. But I visually I found A more appealing, and, and I have to say I found... I, I, and we didn't season it, right? It's, it's unseasoned, well, so there's bit, no... Well, a bit of butter, but... That's, yeah, but there's no salt or anything yeah. on it. I think... I agree. I, I think beef. A has more flavor. I think a, a had a bit more flavor for me. But I couldn't tell you what the difference between the two is. I just I can only tell you that I liked A a little better. I can't tell you why I liked it a bit better. I think I like it better based on a bit of an enhanced flavor mm-hmm. and better texture. Like I found it was juicier, more tender. So there's texture chewy. differences and taste differences. Mm-hmm. And again, you have to be a little careful on cooking there, but, yeah, but yeah. that could be. I, I liked A better overall. So what's the difference? That, that does not surprise me. Um, okay, so A was the Market Fresh, the premium grocery store. Um, a bit more expensive. Uh, double. Du- is it, was it actually it's double? double. Yeah. yeah. It's So the the A was the grass-fed? A, a was a good cut. A was grass-fed, and it's $68 per kilogram. Whereas B was a conventional corn-fed beef, which was thirty-three different cuts, different cuts, cuts. which will lead to the texture taste a bit different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but what I will say is I tried to get, you know, roughly the same circumference, Mm -hmm. but the corn-fed beef, the lower quality cut, uh, shrunk drastically Mm -hmm. compared to the the grass-fed beef. I think that's more of the cut than. Mm-hmm. Can I look at them yep. in terms of marbling? And the grass bed was obviously a bit thicker. It was more tender while cooking. So if you look at the, just look at the marbling on the grass fed, there is a lot more. Yeah. There's a lot more marbling on the grass fed. So it's not surprising that it tasted a bit more tender and that it was a bit more, a, a bit juicier. Mm-hmm. So then the question becomes, did we like the grass-fed better because of the fat and the marbling, or did we like it better because it was grass-fed? You know, given what we found with the milk, but I have to say I, I liked I liked in that circumstance the premium. We I think we all universally picked the premium mm-hmm. product. Cutting through it, cooking it was better too. It took, yeah. it took longer, but that's, that's a good thing. All right, I think this one... Is the premium preference. So for me, who doesn't eat meat all that often, if I was going to have a steak, which I can't even remember the last time I bought and cooked a steak, I would opt for the premium product because I felt like I was getting a better, for the rare occasion that I eat meat, it would be worth the investment. Well, and, I, and I think if you, if you look at sort of as we are eating less meat, mm-hmm. uh, the inclination would be to buy... To, to enjoy it when you do, yeah. and, that, and that you'd be more inclined to buy a, a premium product than than a, than a ground make a bolognese sauce or something, right? Yeah. It, you, you're going to, because my wife doesn't eat red meat at home at all, and well, ever anymore. And, and so I eat less beef at home just because, and then when I eat beef, I eat a premium cut. I may, I've never tried grass-fed. I might actually try it to see if this is a, a consistent difference. Mm-hmm. I think meat 
is is more susceptible to the, those differences in terms of cooking differences. Frying an egg is hard to have mm-hmm. difference. You know, well, there's well, slightly the different thickness, thickness is, makes yeah, a difference. Yeah. Clearly, there's a marbling difference. So I don't know if the difference was grass fed or if the difference was marbling and, mm-hmm. and other factors that, mm-hmm. that that made me enjoy it. So, given that's what we're doing today, what would your takeaways be? What surprised you? What disappointed you? And did anything make you think differently? Yeah, I think I had some, it was a roller coaster ride for me. I think, <laughs> I think some of the things fit my expectations. The steak, I think, was a good example of that. But then, you know, the cheese wasn't a big perceptible difference for a significant cost difference. Um, the eggs, that was a, a big blow for me. And I think in some of my shopping habits now, I'll reconsider the fact that I guess it just goes to show how effective some of this marketing is into communicating that it's going to be a higher quality, better tasting product. When tasting it blind, removing the kind of other experiences, the other social environmental things that we associate with food, when it boils down to taste, it's not a huge difference. Yeah. And you and, and in the egg one was the only one where there was a welfare difference. Yeah. And so, again, you can choose to do that, but understand you're doing it purely on that principle. On that principle. Yep. For me, I was just surprised. I was interested to try the uh, non-dairy cheese and was surprised how bad it was. Like, I was just expecting yeah. it to be a little bit better. And I was like, oh, this could be a different alternative. But was a little shocked as to the difference. And same with the organic milk. I was a little blown away just by the... Yeah. And, 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 and the one thing I'll say is I think in the organic milk case, because I think probably the biggest difference would be grass-fed versus versus the fact that it was organic. Now... With organic, it has to have a higher proportion of grass, so there, there's probably an element that those are going to be, that there's a strong correlation. But yeah, that one really blew me away. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that was a, was a big disappointment as well, I think, for me. Yeah. But to, to me, I'd agree with you, Andrew, that the non-dairy, air quotes, cheese mm-hmm. was horrific. As a person who probably should eat less meat, I'm someone who looks for sort of meat animal product analogs and that one failed spectacularly and i would stop eating cheese before i would i would switch that one was a fail yeah i think for me the thing that strikes me is that the price is not indicative of what i'm going to prefer at all mm-hmm. i don't think after this small sample size their biases obviously in our own method but it seems for sure in my case that uh yeah, more expensive does not mean better for what I, I want at all. And again, it is a small sample. We need to be careful. But it went counter to what we would expect. And so at the very least, it's not definitive that it more expensive is, is better or preferred. Mm-hmm. For me, I I would say me and Molly are almost, or at least started off the day as opposites. Where like you, you purchase some organic foods, like you'll purchase premium foods. I'm the opposite. If there is a no-name version of that food, even if it's covered in filth, that is the one I will buy. I, I stretch my food dollar. But I think what I'm learning more is that not all premium products are a lie. Not all organic products are a farce. Some are actually nice. I really enjoyed that corn chip a lot more than the, the no-name bland corn chip. 
And again, and again, what would be interesting to do it again, because the corn chip might not have been better because it was organic, although it was the organic. To me, to me, a big part of the difference was the color. And the other big part of the difference was fried versus baked. And I think that there was... There must, yeah. Because... The, the it, second one felt fattier. It was flaky. Like, that, yeah. that was a deep fry. Kind yeah. Of so, I mean, it's not advertised as having as being baked or fried. Yeah. But clearly, there's something different. There's, there's, clearly, there's clearly another difference yeah. in terms of fat content yeah. that, that made a difference in that circumstance. Mm-hmm. So, to me, the biggest thing was how entrenched our biases are. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that, that we have this perception that expensive is going to taste better. At the very least, we said it's not always true. We liked the expensive beef better, maybe not because it was grass-fed, maybe because it was a better cut of beef with more marbling, all of those sorts of things. But there were other things where we said, no, the expensive was not. How, And I'd love to do this again in the context of trying a wider range of animal protein analogs, mm-hmm. like sort of the, you know, like I've had a bit of almond milk, it doesn't replace milk for me, but it's not horrific either. No. Like, to, to me, it's not, offensive. It, it's not offensive. I've run out of real milk at home and had some almond milk on cereal and not liked it as much, but I could not imagine eating that quote-unquote cheese on anything. So it would be interesting to me to look at a wider range of those to see if I was inclined to further reduce my meat consumption or my animal protein consumption, could I do it? And I think I was telling you, Molly, I had an experience with vegan sour cream in the university center. I ordered a black bean burrito and I put actual real sour cream on it. And I said, oh, just give me a little corner. It was inedible in my view. Like it was not only didn't enhance my burrito, it actually, I had to scrape it off when I tried it. So it's interesting there because... Again, my motivation will be, well, people tell me I should be healthier and some of these things will be healthier. I'm going to be looking for things that replicate the experience. But offer and the we health have, benefit. But offer the health benefit. Yeah. And, and I haven't, that's been tough. I think so the, far. the pre-made alternatives are usually cool, in my opinion. Yeah. Like I made homemade sour cream that's vegan. Not bad. Store-bought stuff, never liked. I make homemade vegan cheese pretty satisfied with it but I so what is vegan cheese well there's different ways you can do it. so that's tapioca which i don't touch you can do a soy and what i do at home is a cashew cream based yeah. cheese those are i've had a couple yeah. cashew based creamy products and, and it's been pretty yeah. good you put uh, what's called nutritional yeast in it so just flaked b12 basically it actually makes it pretty creamy if you season it well enough it's Fill it full of salt. Pepper. Basically, yeah. yeah. Salt, salt, garlic, <laughs> onion, a little bit of lemon juice. Just yeah. chip away at that health benefit. Yeah. <laughs> and again, what are you trying to get out of that experience? Yeah. Like, like why are you making vegan cheese I think as opposed to just eating something? I think it's because cheese is, it's hard to, it's such a unique flavor set. Even, even texture as well. And you're trying to... I, I, li- I like, like cheese. That. Yeah, so yeah, it's... it's yeah. There's no good... In my experience, there's no great or perfect replacement for it. Meanwhile, I think a lot of people who are not eating meat or eating less meat 
I, I think they maybe don't care as much about their placement for it because, you know, there's textured soy protein. You cook it well enough. It's indistinguishable from ground beef. But I think it's really hard to get that that cheese flavor. So it's it's my white whale that I chase. Okay. <laughs> Good. Well, thanks, guys. This was fun. And uh, we'll have to do it again sometime. Yeah. we wrap up another episode of Food Focus, I thought I would just take a quick moment to thank Molly Gallant, who really does the heavy lifting in producing this podcast. She does all the hard work. I get to have the interesting discussions. Thank Zachary Von Massow for the original music. Before we go, I'd like to remind you again about our foodfocusguelph.ca website. Check out our blog, updated at least weekly. Check out previous versions of the podcast. Check out our trends report. And get in touch with us, foodfocus at uoguelph.ca. We'd love to have you send us comments, ideas, suggestions, and just to interact and hear what you're thinking about. This may be the last episode we record for a little while. We are going to go on hiatus for the summer. We're looking forward to bringing you new and interesting episodes as we get into the fall, and we'll highlight some of our previous episodes over the course of the summer. The blog will continue to stay active. Finally, If you like the podcast, please take a moment to rate us wherever you get your podcast as this helps other people find us. So, thanks again. Hope you enjoyed it and looking forward to talking to you again soon. Bye-bye.